I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Who's more responsible for the Bucks collapse the other night against the Los Angeles Rams? Tom Brady? Maybe the coaching staff. And what chance do they have on Sunday against the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes? And how will the playoff picture look if they fall to 7-5? and five? We'll talk Bucks, Brady, and our tales of covering high school games. You won't want to miss this with Tom Jones, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, my former radio partner now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Happy trails to our COVID testing, Steve. You won't believe this. You know, I've been going to uh, One Buck Place on days that I'm not working mm-hmm. uh, or at least uh, don't have access to practice or whatnot because we've been uh, in what's called Tier 2M. We've been tested every day since the season started um, or near every day, every day of late. Um, and what it amounts to is, you know, you drive there. They have a uh, the bioreference people, laboratories have like a trailer there on the facility. And we go in, we get like a soft swab. It takes literally three seconds. Uh, and then we're out and we come back home and do our Zoom calls or whatnot. It's been, it's been a nice peace of mind knowing, especially when I'm even traveling, that, you know, I don't have COVID. And um, that's, that's just sort of a relief that in that respect. Um, but that's all going away because the, the NFL now is, is really ramping up their protocols. And so no media will be uh, in the facility, which means what we lose is we can't go to the indoor facility when they have practice there. No no media will be inside, and we will be able to, a limited number of us will be able to watch practice outside um, using certain you know distancing and masks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the, the NFL is getting even uh, more stringent about, uh, about you know, their rules and such. Well, as they get to the playoffs, you got to imagine they have to. I mean, they... Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that when the playoffs start, that you finish. You don't yeah, want to have no problems throughout, so start that now. And and basically, you're trying to create as much of a bubble as you can without creating a bubble. Yeah. Let me just say this, and I don't know if they listen to this podcast. Maybe a couple of them do. Um, there's a group of of uh, medical professionals, RNs, and and others um, that work for this bioreference laboratories, or at least are assigned to one buck place by them. And, and they, they live in our community for the most part, I think. And they're just wonderful people. And I'm telling you, um, they've been, they've been in my face more than my dentist. (laughs) It's just been, you know, uh, when you get tested every day, you get very close and, uh, physically and otherwise, but these are wonderful people that, um, you know, do a very difficult job for long hours, seven days a week. And you can imagine the number of people that, that have to come every day. And they always seem pleasant. They know your name. They know everyone's name. Um, they become, you know, you become a little like almost, I don't want to say family is kind of cliche, but you do become friends because, you know, even if you're only with somebody five minutes, but it's every day, mm-hmm. um, after a while you start to learn things. And um, these people have been terrific. And I hope I hope they stay safe, um, number one. Uh, and 
you know, when this is all over, I mean, the service they've done and, and uh, they've been so professional and um, never a bad day from any of them. So my thanks to everybody over there. If you're listening, um, I hope you have a, a good holiday. And, and uh, uh, that's it's funny. It's like I, I, I miss the peace of mind that I've had because I've been traveling around the country mm-hmm. and flying and stuff like that. And so it's always great to know for my family, for myself, that I don't have COVID. You know, I'd get that result every night. And it's a rapid test when you get it back later that night if you take it in the morning. Um, so I'm going to miss that a little bit, but I'm mostly going to miss seeing some of those folks over there. So um, good luck to them and, uh, and to everyone over there the rest of the season. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, uh, Tom, a, a highly rated, highly anticipated, lots of people watched, 20 million or so, I think. Um, well, maybe not 20 million. I don't know. You know how to do ratings. But anyway, highly rated ESPN game. Of course, it was uh, the Bucks against the Rams. And the Bucks came out on the short end, but not the way you'd expect. I mean, there was a, a not that the Bucks played great throughout the game, but boy, there was a point there where I was thinking the story might be Sean McVay um, deciding to turtle and take the field goal by Matt Gay, which was even money if he would make it in the first place. And I thought it was going to be wait a minute, you left two minutes in a timeout on the clock for Tom Brady needing just a field goal to tie and a touchdown to win. Are you nuts? Guess what? Sean McVay knew that Tom Brady wasn't going to move the football, and he winds up throwing an egregious interception. Tom, I've never seen a more un-Brady-like performance, uh, especially down the stretch. You know what? You mentioned the the third and eight call by the Rams. I was listening to your podcast uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I was on a walk through my neighborhood, and, and the people in my neighborhood must have thought I was crazy because I was yelling, yes, yes, I, I agreed with you 100% when Sean McVay ran the ball on third and eight. Yeah, with Jared Goff, and I look. I get the reasons why you might turtle there. I mean, Jared Goff had thrown two interceptions. You had a kicker that maybe you didn't completely one hundred percent trust, and you don't want to do anything that's going to maybe take a holding penalty or take a sack and push it back another you know ten yards or whatever. Um, but clearly, Rick, if you're playing an elite offense, an elite quarterback, right? You're playing against them. An elite. You're playing Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, yeah. if you're playing against Russell Wilson, if you're playing against Aaron Rodgers, right. if you're playing against even like a Kyler Murray or a Ben Roethlisberger this year, yeah. I, I mean, you're trying to score as many points as you can. At that point, you are you have to be thinking, you know what, three's not going to win this game. We're right. not going to – because we're going to give the ball back. As you mentioned, Rick, they're going to give the ball back to the other team with more than two minutes left and a timeout. At that point, time – Time and timeouts didn't matter for why you ran the ball in third and eight. You, no. you at that point you were just you hit it on you hit it right on the head, Rick. Sean McVay looked at that situation and said, "You know what? I think three points wins this game. I think we can kick." And here's the thing, Rick, and I'm not just saying this now because I know how it turned out. When the Bucks got the ball back with whatever it was, two thirty or whatever it was, yeah, two twenty seven, something or, like that. Yeah, one yeah, timeout and a sure. two minute warning. And a two minute warning. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Rick, I sat there in my living room, and maybe it was just a pessimist in me or whatever. I was convinced Bucks are not going to score. I didn't know how. No, I'm telling you, Rick, they've been so up and down, so inconsistent, not only in that game, but all season long. I looked at it, I'm like, I honestly don't think they're going to score. Now, I didn't know it was going to turn out. I wasn't, like, predicting a Brady interception. Yeah. But And we can discuss – all the reasons why you know, the offense is sputtering. Is it Brady? Is it the offensive line? Is it they can't run the ball? Is it the play calling? You know, is it they're, they're dropping passes? Whatever. But the bottom line is, Rick, I looked at that and I'm like, 
I don't think they're going to get on the score here. I really felt like when they kicked that field goal, I felt like the game's over. I, I, I thought the same thing that the Rams did. I don't know if you got that sense either, but, I mean, it, clearly I never would have thought that before with a Tom Brady team. And I'm not even saying it's Brady's fault. Might be. But I just I, – I don't have confidence in this offense anymore that that they can put together four or five drives in a game to go down and, and win football games. Well, you know who also doesn't have confidence in this offense? Tom Brady. I, I talked to some people at, at, at the Bucks and it blew me away, but I guess it's absolutely true. And you would think, wait a minute, the greatest quarterback of all time, the guy that's played on the biggest stage more than anybody in in history, that's won six rings out of nine appearances, right? Came back down, you know, from Atlanta, uh, what was it 28 to three or whatever it was? Yeah. I mean, he's done everything, right? No, who could be more confident than this dude, right? Right. That, he has a confidence problem. And I don't think it's for him in, in individually. I just think it's he just doesn't trust what they're trying to do or what he's trying to do out there. And it's it's really something to, because you're right. It would be unimaginable. Remember a few years ago, it's been a number of years ago, actually, there was a big controversy. Um, the Patriots with Tom Brady were playing the Indianapolis Colts. I think it was in Indianapolis years ago, and they were playing Peyton Manning. And Bill Belichick caught a lot of grief because he went for it on fourth down, well inside his own side of the fo- of the uh, of the field. Right. Because he had, he had already determined I can't give the ball back to Peyton Manning or we lose. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get it. They didn't make the first down. Right. And they lost the game. And it was like, what in God's name were you thinking? But when those guys were cooking, which has been most all their careers. You you would play around that. You wouldn't imagine like you, you would feel like well if we kick three here we lose. You know the the best case scenario is it goes in overtime if we can get them stopped before they hit the end zone before they bump their head on the goalpost. So it was an amazing statement, sort of maybe confidence in his own defense or 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 knowing that the Bucks were just so haphazard that you know, Sean McVay was fairly confident that they hadn't driven the ball very much all night, even though they did take advantage of one short field for a touchdown to tie. But he just didn't think it would happen, and he had faith in his guys. And when would you ever say that about a team led by Tom Brady? Which goes to the point of this team, you know, we we talked to Bruce Arians, who is, you know, fond of calling out everybody, especially even <laughs> even the GOAT, which is, is unusual and, and somewhat probably not too well received by Brady. But I mean it's almost like I, I don't know, it's it, it it's almost like Brady is trying to be a people pleaser. He's he's trying to do what they want him to do to some extent, and yet he knows he, he inevitably this is going to be his offense. And I don't know what the resistance is. You know, I get the whole, we're not going to teach a new terminology to 20-something players on offense. We just did this a year ago. We're not, we're not tearing it up. But after 11 weeks, this should be Tom Brady's offense. Whatever Tom Brady feels comfortable doing, he should be doing right now. And I still can't, I can't explain why he threw the ball down the field into that coverage mm. and airmailed one over Cam Brate's head. First Cam of all, Brate, Cam Brate. Yeah, yeah Cam right. Not, nothing against Cam Brady. No, love uh, Cam Brady. Love run him out eight yards and turn around, and I'll throw you the ball all day exactly, long. Exactly, because here's the thing. They're trying to keep the ball 
from going over their heads, which is why they have a guy deep in the hole like that. And it just didn't make sense. You didn't need to do it first and foremost, and Brady should know that. He should know that you don't have to take a shot there. You, you had plenty of time. You had a timeout. You're already almost to midfield. The worst you get out of this is a game-tying field goal with a very consistent field goal kicker. But that aside, it's like this has been now against against the better teams, the Saints twice and the Rams. He's thrown seven of his nine interceptions, and points have come off of them. And it, it, it clearly – I mean, we're, we're way past the looking glass on this. It's not like you can say – well, just give them time. No, this should have already come together at least. And I know, you know, maybe he won't know what he's doing to next spring. Maybe Bruce Arians is right that it'll take till next year in a full training camp. Okay, fine. But in the meantime, there has to be some kind of meeting in the minds here where this thing doesn't look so haphazard and grab bag. And, and frankly, and I've heard Dan Orlovsky, you know, rap on this enough to where I'm almost, he's almost got me convinced. <laughs> it kind of looks outdated. In fact, it looks a lot outdated as an offense. No, and I know, what you. You, I know what you're saying. And look, I, and I look, I get there are certain things that even when they're not working, you have to try it. And for example, like you have to keep trying to run the ball, even if you're not successful. Sure running you the do. Football. And you have to take shots downfield, even when you're not successful taking right. shots downfield. However, this is a team now. I think I got this right. I think they've thrown more deep balls than any team in the league, and clearly mm-hmm. Tom Brady's not comfortable at this moment. Well, I'll give you a stat just to, to buttress your argument. Yeah, yeah. In the last three games of passes that have been 20 yards, air yards, and balls in the air for right. 20 yards or more, not completions, but balls in the air, Tom Brady is 0 for 19. 0 for 19. And here's the thing, like – there, there were a couple of throws the other night, like the one or two of them were picked off or just and both of them. I mean, we, you can dissect and I actually thought Cam Brake kind of pulled up. I don't who knows. But here's the thing. The the one who Antonio Brown that just went off Brown's fingertips. I almost thought Brown should have had that. I do, too. Um, I do, too. I think he catches that. We've seen him catch that pass right. before, not with Tampa, but we yes. we've seen him. He's capable. It wasn't He's a bad a, throw. It was actually right. a very it was, good throw. It was throw. actually a really good throw because that's that's the kind of throw you want. Like. Absolutely. If, if he doesn't catch it, no one. No one it. does, right? But there were a lot of other throws. For example, that there was a ball down the the near sideline to Mike Evans that he threw out of bounds. Yeah, he threw. Yeah. He didn't give him a chance. Yeah. And I get it. Like I'm not, I hate to pick out. Like remember this play. Remember that play. No, but those. I mean, those are his deep shots. Those That's are the it. Balls he's That's missing. right. Those are the balls that he's missing on Rick. And and these are the things. Like okay, if you're not doing it well, I'm not saying right. never do it. Right. Like I said, I that's why I set up this argument that. You have to run it when you're not always successful running it. You have to take shots down the field, even if you're not a team that does that very well, just to keep the defense honest here and there. But at the same time, if don't throw the ball downfield more than every other team in football when you're not doing doing it well at all. You know, live live off the bread and butter of the you know three step drop and and hit play somebody. action. Yeah, five yards down the field. And, yeah. And you know, meticulate your way down the ball field. You know, there you go. <laughs> exactly. You know, you and that's Hank what Stram on me there. Yeah, I mean, hey, Gronk, <laughs> Gronk, Gronk is going to the Hall of Fame because he ran ten yards downfield and turned around. Yeah, or ran a slant or whatever. So, right. I mean, Rick, they got they don't have much time to figure this thing out. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And as as weirdly as it sounds, they may end up being in an okay spot because they may end up going to like Philly or Dallas for a playoff game, which would be okay. 
Yeah, I, I tend to think that that one's gone because you'd have you to think? be the fifth. You'd have to be the fifth seed, and right now that's going to be whoever doesn't win the AFC uh, West the or NFC the NFC West, West yeah. with uh, Seattle or that's or, true. Um, Seattle or, or or Los Angeles. Louis, and they don't. Los Angeles. <laughs> we're all over the map. Los San Angeles. Diego. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Oakland. Where's Oakland? The Rams. Wherever they played everywhere. <laughs> the, um, wherever the Rams are. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they now? Um, it, but it's going to be one of those two teams, and then you know. Um, Arizona has a shot at a wild card, obviously, but you would probably be going right now. You'd be going to Green Bay. Wouldn't that be fun? Now, there's no uh, fans. You know, people say, well, what home field advantages are in the playoffs? Well, tell you what, if you're coming from Tampa, now I know Brady played in a lot of cold weather, but you know what? Most of these other guys haven't. Hey, and so I've been to Green speaking Bay. Speaking of Green Bay, Rick, explain that. Okay, I'm look, you look back over the schedule and you're like, okay, where, when have they looked good? I, I think we all agree that the Green Bay game was probably their best game. So far, I mean, that was the game that against they, a good, against a formidable opponent. Yeah, yeah, they played a really good team, or did they? I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe Green Bay's well, not yeah, what I think. They're, they're, they're not right? great, but they're good. They're very. So good. how do you explain that, Rick? How do you explain? Okay, they looked so good against Green Bay, and there have been moments where they've looked okay. Like I mean, yeah. the Raiders. I, I mean, I, 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 like, the when Raiders. they played the Raiders, they had like a thousand guys that had COVID that week. But I mean, <laughs> they're, the Raiders is yeah, You're talking about. the Raiders is. But I'm. Love, man. But I, but I'm t- but I'm looking at this like, how do you explain these games where they're so off, Rick? Where they look like they had never played together before? Well, I th- I think it's the opponent. You know, like it was funny because last week, you know, in in a in an admittedly, I have nothing else I can do. Moment, Bruce Arian said, "Well, we're going to practice at night." Why? Well, because we haven't played well at night, so we're going to try. We got to try something. Okay. All right. Go with the try something theory. Here's the thing. It's not they had a primetime problem. They had a New Orleans Saints problem. Mm -hmm. They had a Chicago Bear problem. They had a Los Angeles Rams problem. Okay. And yes, one night in, in, you know, at MedLife, they kind of had a New York Giants problem. They were getting physically handled by those teams. Those are, those are teams that, you know, that for whatever reason, um, brought the house you know gave them fits because they they could get pressure on on the quarterback look any quarterback in the national football league you don't there's no bad players right i mean you're the best in the world even if you're number three in the roster try making a team if you don't believe me right they can all throw the football okay they can all throw it accurate within reason it's whether or not you know if you give those guys time especially a brady or somebody like that they're going to carve you to pieces but for those teams that have gotten pressure on him, for those that have hurried his clock a little bit, um, he's just been average to below in That's some That's pretty games. much his whole career, which you right. can probably say is pretty much about everybody a lot of NFL's career. Yeah. Right, about a lot of quarterbacks, but particularly a guy that you know is going to be in the pocket. I mean, here's the thing. He's not going to run around and create op- – he's not Russell Wilson. Right. And we can talk about where quarterbacks are going because I think it's fascinating. After Tom Brady and Drew Brees – and maybe Big Ben, who used to move around. Um, after those guys are gone, you'll never see them again. I agree, yeah. But I, I'm convinced of it. And the reason you won't is because the high school game moves to the college game, which eventually gets to the NFL. You ever watch these high school games on ESPN? I'm telling oh you, you swear you're looking at like a Division One college football team. Well, and all they do, you know, they have these seven-on-seven tournaments, and all they do is throw. Right. Throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch. Um, you know, long before they even playing tackle football. 
And so, you know, I think my high school used to run. If, if they threw the ball five times, like, whoa, oh, air, air yeah. Coriel over yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever the guy's name was is like, you know, air Johnson. Yeah. It, oh, that didn't he sound threw good. It seven times. Holy back. <laughs> that's right. I was, he was uh, eight for nine for 106 yards. Like really good. I was um, like, oh my gosh. He used to keep those stats on the sidelines. Remember going up and down. By the way. Yeah. Does anybody remember how hard? I mean, there are still people out here doing this. I'm sure. Were you a press box guy, or were you a running up and down the sidelines guy in high school? I, you think when I covered high school, yeah, because yeah, well, you had to keep all your own stats, yeah, keep, which if yeah, people don't realize, was, like you're keeping play by play and 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 stats of of the quarterbacks and the running backs and such. Okay, so I was more of a press box guy, and the reason was. I was really, I'm really bad at math, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what part of math I'm <laughs> that's bad why at. We're in journalism, you know. Yeah, to I know that's exactly. I didn't. I'd be I, making I was a lot told of money in business no right now. Exactly. <laughs> but I, my, my problem was I have a hard time, and this is okay. This, here's the thing: when I was a when I was a hockey writer too, I had. Well, I, so you I don't need issue. much math for hockey now. Let's no, but here's where you do they need score the math. six goals a night. No, but here, here's where you do need the math in <laughs> hockey. So in hockey, if a guy scores. Uh, at 42 seconds into the game, oh, that's what the they say. The goal, you know, the, the Tampa Bay goal scored by number 91, Stephen Stamkos. Time of the goal, 42 seconds, so which is fine. From, yeah. But if if I look at the clock and it says 11:26, it took me 20 minutes to figure out. Okay, what's 20 <laughs> minutes minus 11 minutes and 26 seconds? I had to wait for Paul Porter to tell me, or else I was never. Getting, and the same thing happened with. So you were the guy with Beatty Bell, lightning. No. Is yeah, it, I was waiting, waiting like, for that. Yeah, I was waiting for him to tell me, like, uh, okay, it's seven, oh, seven twenty-three of the period. Okay, got it. But the same thing happened with me covering high school football. So a team, and I was fine on most running plays and pass plays, but the the punts is what got is where I got <laughs> punts. That's where Did I died. You, you're really so you if kept... if a team was if the team was at their own thirty-two and they punted it <laughs> and it went to the other team's. 29 yeah oh yeah that's i was tough. there all day long yeah. trying to figure See, i out. just add to 50 and then, uh, and then yeah. everybody told me how to do it yeah and i would still come up with every kid either it was either a, a 68 yard punt or a four yard punt but you know that that was the only way i could do the math and i knew both of them were wrong so i was a press box guy because you, you i could, had to have it i could actually like me. physically like use my finger and go yeah. What, 10, 15, 20? <laughs> Count the strikes. How about you? What, were you a- I started off as a, uh, a, a, a sideline guy. Of course, I started covering high schools when I was in Arkansas, um, which uh, in, in the fall and the wintertime, I had, have to tell you, it, it brings a whole new meaning to covering uh, high school football because it's freezing yeah, it's and, um, and sometimes snowy. Uh, but you would be on the sidelines because um, I, I, I just felt – I don't know. I didn't feel as removed. I, f- I felt like I was closer to the action. And I could be more accurate because I could actually see bodies and where I was out on the field and stuff. But after a while, it just was, you know how it is. You're trying to run through uh, the sideline and coaches are knocking you down on the chain gang. And, you know, it's just, it gets to be monotonous. But yeah, those were the days when <clears throat> we used to have to cover our own stats. I don't know how we got into the, on this, but, but well, eventually I, 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 I went. Got, I have a quick story for you if, I, okay, if, go. You, if you have time. Oh, I so, have a bunch. If I have time, when I got a podcast, we can do this all night. <laughs> so I was covering. 
Uh, Hillsborough High School was playing, um, I believe it was Manatee High School. Oh, uh, if, you, if you got a locked-in Manatee High School story, I'm with you, brother. So I think it was Manatee or Bradenton, one of the big-time schools down in Bradenton. And yeah. uh, Hillsborough was pretty good that year. And they had a coach by the name of Dick O'Brien. I believe, I, I, I hope I'm not wrong, wrong in saying it. I believe Dick O'Brien passed away a few years ago. But uh, legendary well, Let's coach. hope he did. Yeah, I, mean, I know if he did. Otherwise, sorry, his I, friends I, and family are going to be very nervous <laughs> right now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the uh, reports of his death were greatly exaggerated. So um, he, uh, they used to go down there every other year and just get killed by who? Mm. By I think it was Manatee killed everybody. I think well, it was they Manatee. take the they take the paycheck or what? Right, <laughs> exactly. But so uh, so one year and, and Dick O'Brien was a character. Okay, so one year it's like and Chris Harry can back me up. Remember Chris Harry? You know, Remember him? Yeah, tribute. good friend of mine. Yeah, so now works for University of Florida. Mm-hmm. He was at this game. So the game's supposed to start like 7.30 or whatever. We're down there, Manatee. It's like 10 after 7 in Hillsborough. It's not there yet, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, uh-oh, what happened? They, is there an accident on the Skyway? Or, you know, oh, how, yeah. they, how are they serious. coming? So uh, all of a sudden they show up, and here's Dick O'Brien. He's holding up a bag. He's like, we got it. He called everybody coach. We got him this year, coach. We got him this year. And he's holding up a Radio Shack bag. They stopped at Radio Shack. Because they what didn't they trust buy? the headsets. <laughs> they like, got their own walkie-talkies. They got their own walkie-talkies. They're going to do their own thing, right? So they're, not, they're cheating in there, Manatee. They're cheating and getting our signals. <laughs> so he wasn't sure. So this was going to be this was going to clear up. So all of a sudden, so they set it up in the press. And I'm sitting in the press box with Chris. And they had these walkie-talkies set up. They had this little <laughs> speaker thing. So you could actually hear it on the sidelines. Like, <laughs> okay, let's, you know, let's run a 32 blast. <laughs> you know, And it's so the game's going on. Spire and lo and behold, like Hillsborough's in this game. Like, you know, like, hey, maybe they're there's something. Chris Harry and I look at each other, like, hey, maybe there's something to maybe this. Maybe they had this, yeah. So all of a sudden there's this one big moment, like second quarter, like Hillsborough's got the ball, like right around midfield. It's like fourth and one. Did they go for it? They don't know. Time, like they burn a timeout. Like, what's it look like upstairs, coach? And I think uh, and one of the coaches upstairs might have I think Dick O'Brien, one of his kids might have been a coach. And he's yelling down there. He goes, coach, I think if we could run a... All of a sudden, it starts breaking up. He goes, hey, come back. I couldn't hear you. He goes, if we could... Is Timmy ready to go back in a guard? And all of a sudden, swear to God, this is the next thing you hear coming out of that speaker. Uh, I'd like a Big Mac and a uh, no, that's large not, fry. There's that's a McDonald's not, down the street. Not true. And I not swear to God. True. Ask Chris Harry this. There's a McDonald's down the, down the street, and it's, and it's picking up it's the radio feed. The- and for the rest of the second half, our year is like, okay, let's run a 47 blast strike, uh, large strawberry shake. And, uh, and, of course, Manatee goes on like a, like a 40 run in the second half and just crushes those. Oh, True story. God. True That's story. so anyway. funny. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> I, I mean, it's one I of my favorite any... moments sitting in a press box. Yeah, but I thought anyway. you were going to go with the I got locked in, man. I think everybody got locked oh, in Manatee yeah. High School at least once. My, one of my early games Jumping went fences. down there. It's like, we can do the press. Po- oh, yeah, no. We'll, we'll be here after the game. Sure. Yeah, set up up there. As long as you need. As long as you need. And that's what every high school coach tells you. Oh, we're here. As long as you need. You just set up there. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Okay. And then you go down. You talk to the coaches. You come back upstairs. All of a sudden, boom, <laughs> <laughs> The lights just one by one. You watch, all of a sudden you're in the pitch black dark, and you're by yourself, and you 
You just hear the hum of the transformer, right? The, <laughs> and you see the last <laughs> taillights of the car pulling out of the parking lot. You see the red like lights going away. away. And you're like, hey, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> so you pack up your stuff. And you're 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 like really careful because you're at the top of a of a damn stadium and you no you, cell phones you got no, no cell oh phone. no nothing you can't call for help I mean it's literally hey, hey. <laughs> so um, so you go downstairs and you 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 waddle across the track and you feel like an idiot because you're like now you're on deadline and you have nothing written right right and so and, and a computer and 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 you get to a fence and you're like it's it's padlocked I'm I'm literally locked inside this high school stadium. Here we go. You shove your laptop or whatever you got underneath the fence, and then you proceed to climb over said fence and then hustle down. And I think everybody who started in this business that covered high school sports has that or better stories where we all got locked in. One of my favorite stories involved, uh, remember the great plant coach Roland Acosta? And of I'm not course. Gonna, I don't know what his status is, so I'm not going to say. Um uh, but he was he he w- was literally a legend. I mean, they won every year. They plan, of course, is a great program, and was has been since. But so back in the um, long time ago, this was when Browning Nagel was a quarterback at Pinellas Park. He ended up playing yeah. for the Jets and right. Louisville with Howard yeah, Howard went to West Virginia, right? I uh, believe uh, Louisville. Oh, Louisville. Yeah, am I wrong That's about right. that? Yeah, no, I took, think you're right. I think you're right. They also took a couple running backs, I think, from that same Pinellas Park team. So Pinellas Park back in the day. Pinellas and Hillsborough never played. And then there came a time where they were in the same either district or region, you know what I mean? And they would eventually meet if they if they went far enough. Um, and Tampa teams were always winning state titles. Pinellas teams weren't. But this one particular year, Pinellas Park had a really good team. So they were going to play plant. And me and the and the great Tom Brew, who is now like in Indiana somewhere. Um, maybe I think he writes for, for like, a, like one of those SI. Like, yeah, SI. Yeah, thing, Indiana yeah. things. So – um, we, we go over there and same thing. It was like, uh, yeah, you guys want to set up here in my office. Now come on and do it in my office. You, you, I'll give you my desk, all of that. And, and plant was heavily favored. Like there was no way that this Pinellas park team was going to beat these guys. I mean, it was, if you took bets on it, you, you know, you, you'd lose your house. But, um, so we went and, uh, we set up and wouldn't you know, with with a future NFL quarterback and a couple of really good college running backs, Pinellas Park ends up beating Plant, and they and it was a close game, but they beat him in the fourth quarter pretty handily. So we go in there and same thing. It was like we're starting to do our stories. It's like, ah, got to go, got to get out of here. <laughs> like what? And Roland was in no good mood. I mean, to say the very least. I mean, right. they just lost the game. I can't have you guys. I'm leaving. You gotta go. Gotta pick up. Let's go. Gotta go. So, but you said. I said you got to go. I was like, what? And this is before, you know, you could just transmit on wireless or any of that stuff. You needed a hard phone. phone to put into like it was a coupler. Um, Which never worked. But. And then, you know, it's a playoff game. So they're holding the paper for this. You know, it's like a big deal. Yeah. You're on the, you're on the front page of sports. And so we ended up, I think, at a subway somewhere on Dale Mabry and um, transmitted it on a phone there. I mean... That stuff would happen all the time. Oh, yeah. By the way, Brownie Nagel, I just looked it up. We were both right. 
He started at West Virginia. Really? And Yeah, and he went there at the same time as a guy named Major Harris. Remember Major Harris, who was like a big time? I remember Major Harris. Yeah, yeah. Would, so <laughs> he was clearly not going to be captain now. Yeah, Major Harris. And then uh, so, he, yeah. <laughs> and so he left and transferred to uh, Louisville. But right? a high draft pick by the New York Jets. Yeah, played for Howard Schnellenberger at, at Louisville yeah. and uh, played really well there and was drafted 34th overall. One well, pick after just the outside. One pick after the Atlanta Falcons selected a guy by the name of Brett Favre. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the Falcons, if they'd have just waited, they could have had Browning Nagel. I know, right? <laughs> Can you believe the Falcons got rid of Brett Favre? That was Jerry Glanville. That's true. Yeah. Tremendous. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But anyway, back to but Tom anyway, Brady. How we got to, on this? Back to Tom Brady. So I'm up there in the press box and I'm saying to myself, surely he's going to, you know, going to go down here and score. It was shocking. And, and I think that, you know, we talked to Bruce Arians, who again called out Brady. And here's what he said. He said, hey, he misread coverages. Uh, we have guys open. He's got to hit the throws. He hits them in practice. And all I'm thinking is, those are some low percentage. Like you should hit some. You, should, you can't go zero for nineteen, obviously. Right. But by the same token, like it takes a lot, you know, especially when the team is sitting back. And this is the thing: now teams are going to do this because it's copycat league. The Saints did it successfully. Sit in a, a two deep zone where you have to hit windows, and you know, uh, they, it's it's the kind of defense that's not impossible to throw deep on. But but basically, the Bucks did this forever, right? We watched. The Tampa two um, take away big plays their entire existence, and they're one of the best defenses in the in, in the National Football League for a decade. And they make you go the long way, and teams don't want to do that, and and Bruce Arians doesn't want to do that. So it it just it, it's just not it's not working. Like you're forcing the ball, and in that situation, he's had a million of these two minute drives. Like I said, he's had thirty nine comebacks in 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 the fourth quarter in his career, but for whatever reason, he decided. And I think it's a mentality, and I think it's 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 the way they want you to see their offense deep to short or something like that. Um, you know that 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 Brady is is trying to push the ball, and he's not good at it. So if you're not good at something, why do you insist on somebody doing it? Right, you and know? that's the thing that they need to clear up right away. I mean, I know there there's a lot of conversation in the day, in the morning after, and and here we are two days after that right. loss, and and people want to. Assign, assign blame the one thing. Well, it's, it's either Brady's fault or it's the offensive line's fault or it's the running backs. Or they, they can't or the run scheme, the ball. The or it's Byron, Byron Ruffwich's fault for the play yeah. calling or whatever. Um, I think it's a little bit of everything, Rick. And that's it the is. thing that's a little bit scary because I, it's not like you can fix one thing. Although I do think like sort of abandoning this idea that you, of throwing a ball deep eight times a game. Might be the way to go. I don't know. I, I, how do you fix it? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, well, if, you're, if you're Bruce Arians, you wake up this morning. What's how do you? You're now you're getting ready to go play a team where you're going to have to score some points. Now, I don't care how good your defense is. You're about to play a team that's going to put up at least 28 points on you. I would think Kansas City. 
So how, how do you fix this in five? Well, you don't have time and, and it's, you know, I think you'd probably want to try to limit the possessions and not have many three and outs because you could find yourself down 21 pretty quick, just like you did against the saints. I mean, this is, this is the greatest right now, the greatest quarterback in, in, on the planet is, is Patrick Mahomes. And this is the best offense. Um, and, Andy Reid and these guys have been together for a while. And if you think the Rams had speed, <laughs> where do you see this track team? Where do you see Tyree Kill and those guys? And this is the thing, and this is where I get to coaching. And, you know, Sean, Sean Payton, the Seans have done them in this year. Sean Payton, of course, is one of the best play callers. And, you know, he's winning with – now he's winning with Taysom Hill, right? It doesn't, doesn't seem to matter who his quarterback is. He knows what he's going to do. He's very innovative. Um, he's got a good defense to help him right now. And those guys have been together, so you expect them to be in a pandemic year with no training camp. They would have an edge. Same is going to be true with Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City and Andy Reid now have won a Super Bowl together. You know, he's been a, a, an MVP of the league. He's been an MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys these guys got it rolling. So I think that, you know, you're going to have to be balanced because you don't want to fall behind them um, where you have to throw because Bray's going to get killed. So – you know, you have to you have to kind of like, but you got to be able to run it successfully. I mean, no coach is going to beat his head against the wall. I don't know if they're going to have Ali Marpet. That's a scary situation with his concussion. He's missed three games now. That's a factor. So there's a lot of things going on over there. But the biggest thing is that you know somebody has has to be accountable, right? And and and, and when I get back to Peyton, like, and and guys like, um, uh, you know, guys like McVeigh. I mean, McVeigh came in to this game and said the Bucks are really good at stopping the run. And McVay wants to run the ball. They've ran the ball pretty well this year. But you know what he said? I'm not going to ask my guys, and they were missing their starting left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, I'm not going to ask my guys um, to try to run this ball. We're going to throw it 51 times. But when we throw it, we're not going to throw it down the field much. But we're going to get our guys moving in motion. We're going to isolate people. We're going to create, you know, opportunities for certain receivers and I'm going to get the ball out of my quarterback's hands with rollouts with waggles with different bootlegs so that the pass rush isn't really a factor my offensive line is a little nicked up that's great coaching okay well why on the other side of the ball when you have a guy who's struggling throwing it down the field are you throwing it down the field you know and this is the thing like you're gonna have to kind of play to your player's strengths and my gosh you don't think Tom Brady knows what Tom Brady should be doing right now with the football right. and what kind of offense he should be running? Because with all respect to, to Byron Leftwich, a couple of things. One, he's called exactly one year of offense as a coordinator. It was last season. And he had a guy who led the league in passing and also threw 30 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the quarterback had the ball and took the blame for it. But you know what? Did the play caller help him out? 30 interceptions? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 30? Well, Tom Brady has already thrown as many interceptions this year almost as any year as he's ever played in the National Football League. Right. He's, you know, he's got nine. And I got to tell you, I think there's a few more in there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, at some point, you might want to, you know, as you know, as they always say, and Orlovsky says, he's like, you know, when you point the finger, you got four, four other fingers, three at least, pointing back at you. So... I just, I just think that at this point, you got to give in. You got to give it up. You got to give up the control. Let the guy have it. He's he's Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? Like he's very capable 
of of calling plays of 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 you know changing this offense using your terminology to do the sort of things whether it's motion whether it's whatever that thing is in New England that he did for 20 years he's got better players here let him do that here right you know i don't know it sounds it sounds maybe it's too complicated that you know you can't install everything you've installed your offense you know but my goodness i mean and again, if they beat Kansas City, Tom, would you be shocked? No, not at all. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I look back at the Green Bay game. I look back at the Raiders game. Yeah. Um, and they, they looked perfectly fine to me, you know. Right. And they and, had their best game against Carolina, who's very not a good team on defense in particular. But, I mean, they were un- unstoppable. Right. But I don't know, Rick, maybe we shouldn't be surprised by any of this. Maybe we, we shouldn't. Not that, not that you can goof around here, but, I mean, are we shocked that, that it's just not clicking like like it clicked in New England or like it's, you know. No, it's, like incre- it's, because people, in it's incredibly hard to do what he's trying to do. He left his entire life after 20 years, came to a place, and had, and had a pandemic happen. Right. Right? Where there's no offseason, no training camp, no preseason games, nothing. And he had to learn every player. You know what I mean? And he's getting, he's getting beat up now, and, and some of it he, he deserves, but – at the end of the day, the guy's got a thick skin, and he's just going to, you know, he, he uses this as fuel. So, I mean, he's played great after losses. Um, hasn't lost two in a row yet, knock on wood for the Bucks. but um, this is a one-week league. And you know what? What happened last week against the Rams may have no bearing on what happened Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. Well, I mean, are you worried? Uh, should Bucks fans be worried about this, or can they? Well, can they're going to be. Gonna be I, think, the I think there's a good chance they're going to be a seven and five football team, and I think after that they got four winnable games. They play Minnesota, which is up and down, right? More up than down lately, but they lost to Dallas. Um, they they play Atlanta twice, and then they got Detroit. Those are very winnable games for this team, and if they win eleven games, Tom, that's like the second best record in the history of the franchise, only bettered by the Super Bowl year by right. one. So maybe maybe in Tampa Bay we're getting a little spoiled if you're a Bucks fan that you know but that's this is the thing these guys like Brady like Michael Jordan doesn't matter how old they are doesn't matter Joe Montana went to Kansas City and I've talked to Joe about this he goes they expect you to be Joe Montana and go to the Super Bowl for them right now right right now you know let's see you do it here that's right. why you're here let's do it don't know if it'll happen so, real quickly before we go, um, let me ask you about uh, Jameis Winston not getting a chance to start yeah. for the Saints. Are you surprised by that? Or a little bit, yeah. And, and I think Jameis, Jameis has to be surprised. I know that I, you know, I read some things that, wow, well, this makes sense. You know, Taysom Hill's our guy. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. if you're Chase, if you're Jameis Winston, did you think you were signing up to be the number three quarterback? For the New Orleans Saints? I can't well, imagine. I mean, the other guy makes more money, but he was playing a bunch of these weird positions. I didn't know if he was a quarterback or if he was just a gadget guy. I can't imagine if you're Jameis Winston, and I told you ahead of time, yeah, you're going to be number three in yeah. New Orleans, that he would have signed up for that. There's no well, what way. Op- let me ask you, what other options did he have, Tom? Well, I don't I've know. I've talked to I his mean, agent. Yeah. I've talked to his agent, and let me tell you, the money would have been about the same. He fired that agent, by the way, but I did talk to him. <laughs> Um, and, and I think maybe Pittsburgh, maybe, you know, like something like that. I mean, a Pittsburgh or, I mean, but you wouldn't have made those guys in Pittsburgh are horrible to get the backup guys in Pittsburgh. You're about to find out that the guys in Cincinnati can't play at all. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and, and I don't know, like I, if I'm, 
But he like, went to the Harvard quarterback I don't quarterback know what his school, options man. were, but I, I'm telling you, there's no way there's no way he thought he was going to be the third guy. He couldn't mm. have. I don't know. But, I mean, now what does this do for his career? They're going to win with Taysom Hill. And it's not like – Oh, yeah, they are. It's not like Taysom Hill. He's just going to – He, I didn't think he was you – know, you know, it was a weird game. I didn't think he was great the other day, Taysom Hill. But then you look up and it's like, well, they won this game pretty easily. Like They won it real easy. And their defense, <laughs> you know, sacked Matt Ryan like 12 times or something. But – um, they only put had they had like nine points on the board at halftime, I think. Yeah, which is not great, you know. I mean, but after that, I mean, but he'll, you know, to his credit, he made passes. He threw the ball the first half. Sean Payton was determined he wasn't going to let him run around. He's going to make him throw it, and he did. And then he ran around. And um, look, they're going to they they won five games with Teddy Bridgewater was five and zero. Oh. Sean Payton, man, if you don't think coaching matters in the National Football League, check out who wins Super Bowls. Check out who's always in the hunt every year. Now you'll say, well, what about Belichick? You don't have Brady. What, how are they doing? Yeah, you got to have players. And you got to have that guy. You got to have the quarterback. Sure. But I, I think that, you know, Peyton has known that his his offense was evolving so that what you see in other, other NFL cities now, whether it's Kyler Murray, um, Russell Wilson, I mean, these mobile, maybe not always six foot four dudes that aren't always in the pocket. They can make some plays with their feet, and, and in addition to everything else, that's I think I think Sean Payton couldn't wait to use that, you know, no, for sure. I think he was like digging it, you know, like I got this guy to be a quarterback, and he's thirty, and he only had thrown twenty passes in his career. But watch this, right. you know, Sean Payton has a lot of I'm the smartest guy in the room. Just ask me, right? You know, so I think he's thrilled, and for Jameis, if he ever gets a chance to be in there, because you're one hit away, especially the way Hill runs around. You better light it up, you know? Oh, for sure. You better go in there. And I thought he did an okay job when he did come in. He almost got one picked off. But, he, you know, he didn't lose the game. He increased the score. It's got to be hard for him to be standing over there number three. You know what wasn't hard for him? Watching Monday Night Football. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think Jameis said? Did you see Gerald McCoy tweet out? No. And they got on my boy Jameis about interceptions or something like that? Oh. I'm not quoting him, but it's close to that. Yeah. So a lot of people feel that way. You know? I mean, I there I was there was a split second where you're starting to think like, and it, I I don't know that I agree with this, but there was a split second there where you're thinking like, hey, is Bruce Arians' offense more set up for Jameis <laughs> than it is for t- Tom Brady? Not that well, no, Jameis it is. Was any no, great. but it is. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely is because he throws the ball down the field. All right, so what happens this weekend, Rick? Do, does the do the Bucks have a shot at beating the Chiefs? Well, they always have a shot. I mean, it's the NFL, so it's it is in any given Sunday league. But um, to, you, you know, my gut feeling was what happened with the Rams. I, I predicted. Um, I didn't predict Matt Gay. I did say he'd hit a last second field goal, but um, you know, he had it with two minutes to go. I just think that that uh, you know, if you've noticed, the defense is struggling. The defense, even though they they played really well in the second half, they got a couple turnovers, a couple short fields. If the Bucks had scored a touchdown instead of a field goal, they win. Um, but had the Bucks defense not given up a field goal at the end of the first half, they may have won. So um, they're, they're a little leaky in the secondary. Jamel Dean might be out. Uh, we still don't know on the offensive line with Ali Marpet. I think it's it's too much to overcome against a really good team with the greatest quarterback, greatest player in the NFL right now. So I think they did get to 7-5. and five. That's an early prediction for me this early in the week. But I, I just don't see how – you're going to fix it. And one thing I think they've done, and I didn't mention this earlier, is they've added too many pieces during the year. You know what I mean? The mm, lack yeah, of yeah. continuity, I just think I just think it's not going the right way. So my opinion is that um, they probably don't win this game. And if they do win it, 
you know, look out because they could get a lot of momentum and then play a bunch of really, you know, lesser teams. And they have a bye week after this week, which will help them as well. Yeah, yeah. I think if they if they can rush for like over 100 yards, they give themselves oh, sure. a chance. That's the only way, though. I, I agree with what you said earlier. I think they're going to have to limit the possessions because I don't expect Kansas City's going to punt a whole lot. Unless you can't run up and down the field. This is like right. playing that team that like likes to fast break a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try to get in a running game with those guys because they'll run you out of the gym. Exactly. You know, you're not as good at it as they are. So they'll have to they'll have to uh, figure it out. So what we got going on at uh, at Pointer these days? I'm taking some time off this week, man. It's I'll holidays. Take, I'll, co- holidays. I'll come back right? tomorrow and uh, join you on the podcast again tomorrow. How's That'll that? That'll be awesome, man. Great. <laughs> well, we'll do it. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Good talking to you, Tommy. See you tomorrow. All right. My thanks to Tom Jones, who will return, by the way, tomorrow. We'll talk a little college football and also some of the changes to the Rays and especially their pitching staff. And it will be Thanksgiving. Wondering how you're going to spend that day. We've got all that tomorrow on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 